The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Hey everyone, you're used to us celebrating the sport of fly fishing here on the Carolina Outdoors. Well, that celebration continues. It continues with the 15th annual Fly Fishing Film Tour, which is streaming now through April 4th. They have a net full of amazing films with highlights, including duck-eating taman, wow, (laughs) sipping brown trout, and schools of striped bass larger than a city block. That makes them a little easier to catch for somebody like me. We hope that you'll join the F3T and feed your fishing addiction, win some prizes, and support conservation initiatives near and far. And if you joined in via Facebook Live to the Jesse Brown's uh, channel on Facebook, you saw the kickoff, the pregame. It was with Bill Barty right here, yours truly, and to my right. Mr. Wes Lawson. You know, Bill, one of the great things about radio is they don't have to see us, whereas on Facebook and Instagram, you have to see us and watch us and watch us fumble a little bit. But that F3T is always fun. It's fun to talk about fly fishing. And I tell you, Bill, I think that when it comes to some of these species and some of these locations, for an angler like me, who's as good as any and lesser than most, the fishing part is exciting, but where they're going is even more so. And this year, we're going all over the globe, which is fitting because... We haven't gotten to go all over the globe. So let's start with something that's really pretty fascinating. It's catching on not just in fly fishing, but on Discovery Channel kind of shows. We're going to go to Guyana, which look at the look at the map of South America. It's on that northeastern, that's the upper right area. It's the Essequibo River Basin. There's two major river basins in there. There's the Amazon River Basin. We all know the Amazon. Yeah, they ship a bunch of they stuff. They ship a bunch of stuff. But the Essequibo is in a little country called Guyana, which has one of the best fisheries for the Arapaima. Arapaima is a river monster, truly. Seven to nine feet long, over 200 pounds, and it eats everything. You know what? I learned a little bit about that fish from you uh, kicking off via Facebook Live the pregame of the F3T, the Fly Fishing Film Tour. And I learned from you the similarities that the Arapaima have to the great saltwater Silver King tarpon. Will you talk to us a little bit about that? They are, they are both uh, what we consider air breathers. So they have a, a unique air bladder where they, they need to come up for air, not like a mammal, not like a whale where they have blowholes and everything. These can go for a long time underwater, but they will pop up and gulp air. Um, and it's what helps keep them buoyant as well. You know, other fish use movement or they use their fins. Arapaima and tarpon need that, that unique air bladder to do that. And like a tarpon, they have enormous mouths. They do have a slightly different diet. And they are, you know, silver kings are big. We yeah. talk about tarpon being big, and we get excited about them. World class. I mean, they can get up to 200 pounds. Yep, yep. But not quite nine feet long like an arapaima. Wow. Fascinating fish. Well, talk to us a little bit. And i got to get my bad jokes. I already had one with the Amazon reference. Right, right, right. That's not the uh, worldwide retailer. That's the uh, area in South America where this fish is. It And what was the other river basin? The Essequibo. Uh-huh. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> you know, and not an air, not a, a mouth breather, <laughs> but an air breather. But an air breather. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't have the same gill, the gills like we typically see in fish. So they really do look otherworldly. Pretty, pretty wild. 
just one of the species that's going to be talked about in the F3T that's not quite so mainstream. Hey, See what I did there? I, I like that. Mainstream. Wow. You know, this can be very informative and very curvy through our... Uh, through our ways and w- w- with the wordsmithing. If you're just joining in, his voice, Wes Lawson, my voice, Bill Barty. We're talking fly fishing film tour. Who is this for? Anglers, yes. Fly fisher, men and women, yes. But it's also for people who like independent film, who appreciate travel. That's something that not many of us have done over the past year. This is a way to warm ourselves up, so to speak, so that we can get ready for the rest of our lives moving forward. You're speaking of big fish. Earlier you talked about, you mentioned the word taman, and there's another film this year. It's called River Tigers about taman. This is also a huge, huge fish. We typically think of these in, of all places, Mongolia. But in this particular case, they're going to be in the Russian Far East, which, you know, Siberia, outer Mongolia, very close to it. Taman are huge, 120-pound trout how big they are. We don't cast flies at those guys. It's mouse patterns, duck patterns. So they are meat eaters. They are, and they take it all. They, they they will suck it down, gulp it down, and they get huge. In certain parts of the world, more people summit Everest than catch attainment on a fly. Wow. So, you know, there you go, Edmund Hillary. So <laughs> There you go, Edmund Hillary. And Tenzing Norgay. There you go. Don't forget about him. Yeah. Uh, is there any similarity or format uh, uh, similar to these films? Are they conservation-minded? Are they worrying about these uh, uh, river basins like uh, uh, the Amazon or uh, what was the other? Isambique? Essequibo. <laughs> Essequibo. <laughs> Are they? Is that part of the topicry or... What is the deal? So yeah, that's a that's a big yes and a big no in there. So some of these really are buddy films. You know, a group of friends going on this you know once in a lifetime hall pass kind of trip. Others, it's reconnecting. There's a nostalgia, talking about something they did with their with a grandparent or an uncle or a relation. There are others that really are about how watersheds need to be protected, like the Chesapeake Bay, or how they've had successes, such as the. The video of the movie is called The Raywell Rodeo, which is about the Arapaima in Guyana, how that small country that most people don't even know about has been a champion for conservation. So there are undertones, but it's not going to be preachy. It's not going to make you feel bad. If anything, it makes you (laughs) want to go fishing. It's really about enjoying all those resources that we have and then making those memories on the water. They're really just fantastic. Well, so you mentioned a place... We've talked about some faraway places uh, for many, and it'll be fun to see those places so we can uh, dream about going there. Or for most of us, that is never in a lifetime uh, trip or maybe a once in a lifetime trip. If we bring it back a little bit closer to home and talk about the films, there's one that's produced by KGB. It's called Hardlined, and it has a fish in it that we know really well here in the Carolinas, and we know especially the spring run here in the Carolinas, whether it be Santee Cooper area of South Carolina or maybe all the way up to the Roanoke Rapids uh, outside of Weldon, North Carolina. Talk to us about the striper. You know, the striper, and this is going to be a really good film. There are some really great movies about striped bass fishing. 
because it, it, it's the state game fish of, I think it's eight different states here in these United States, and it's somewhat accessible. It's a bunch of fun to go for, and you can catch them from Texas up to New England, and each of those fisheries will tell you that they are the best. And it's a lot of fun to hear some of our friends of Northern Persuasion with their swagger talking about how it's only good around Long Island, but you get some of our folks around Weldon, they're going to tell you a different story, but you get those Texas boys involved. It's a whole different thing. It's like talking college football. It's a whole lot of fun. It's even more fun to go. Part of this, there will be a little bit in there about um, the ebb and flow of that fishery and that specific species because it has had some good times and some bad times. It's well managed now. And if you are a North Carolina striped bass angler, Go check out ncwildlife.org. Those uh, dates have changed. We've Ooh. talked about it before. Yeah, last um, week I think we so, mentioned it yeah, in the make, segment. Make sure you're 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 on the right days for for that. If you're down there in that Santee Cooper area, get after it. So I recognize that, and that's a KGB movie that's being celebrated in the Fly Fishing Film Tour. That's what we're talking about on this segment of the Carolina Outdoors as we're celebrating uh, fly fishing in and springtime. Um, in the Carolinas, there's another place on the eastern seaboard I uh, recognized in the listing of, of films that were being uh, put forth in the F3T. One of them was A Journey Upstream, Chesa- Chesapeake Bay, talking about the importance of a healthy Chesapeake Bay. The Chesapeake Bay really cannot be understated. It's how important that watershed is, not just for the Delmarva Peninsula area, but really for the whole eastern seaboard. There are so many species of fish and birds, marine life that really rely on that watershed. At one point, you know, the, the number of oysters and mussels coming out of there was just incredible, but the fishing is great. Then, of course, you know, there are also important shipping lanes there, important communities there. If you're a waterfowl hunter, the Chesapeake Bay is just top-notch. It's on your list to go to Chestertown, Maryland, in the season for ducks and geese. But this isn't about ducks and geese. It's about two species of fish that have bounced back after a long, hard fight and what it's doing to that ecosystem. It's a good story. People are really going to appreciate that one. A Journey Upstream is it. A motion digital production. The Breaker Brothers are the ones who put forth that film. Breaker, Breaker, one night. <laughs> and, of course, for many of you, the sport of fly fishing may be a bit of a mystery, and that's what we're here for, to demystify the sport of fly fishing. That's what we do at Jesse Brown's where we're outfitting people, especially lately for outfitting them fly fishing across the Carolinas. It is a sport you can do in the Wilmington fishery at the North Carolina coast. Of course, you participated uh, going off at Harker's Island uh, for the false albacore with a fly rod. But then you can come back to the Piedmont. The stripers, even in Lake Norman, we have landlocked stripers that are there that can be caught on a fly rod. And then the more traditional, the um, historic thought of a fly rod in our western North Carolina mountains, uh, people casting into a moving stream for that native brook trout or maybe that uh, larger stocked rainbow and so forth. So that is fly fishing in a nutshell. Well, and, you know, we really are fortunate here in, in the Carolinas. We have year-round fishing. I sometimes feel bad for my friends out in the Rocky Mountain areas because They've got some great seasons, but we can go all the time, and we don't have to de-ice our equipment. You don't have to freeze your toes. You know, we have a lot going on. It's just sometimes maybe we want to go out, maybe head out to that 
Green River to go fly fish and hit that Flaming River Gorge. That's one of the films this year. And, Bill, you fished that area a couple of times. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. And I have not seen that movie, but what a spectacular part of our country. The Green River, which is a tail race fishery there in northeastern Utah, uh, comes out tail race, meaning it is uh, regulated from a dam. They release uh, the water. Um, you can wade fish it, uh, uh, hiking in and that sort of thing, or you can get in a drift boat and uh, float that stream. They have it in different sections, section A, section B, section C, very uh, historic place in Utah and in our American West, but it's also known as one of those Blue Ribbon Trout streams with, at one time, and maybe still, the most catchable fish per square mile. I forgot the number, 10,000 uh, catchable fish managed by the state of Utah. Um, and you can have the best of all worlds in regards to fly fishing. That means you can start off with a dry dropper uh, rig. And if you're in a boat, you can work these long drifts where you're just pulling these flies in front of these fish as you drift alongside your your cast. And when they hit, um, you're in for a treat. Of course, they have rainbows. They have browns. And then they have cutthroat, which is something we really don't have um, here in the Carolinas, but all of that is there, and then some. And I think that's what the movie Escape kind of celebrates. Um, it's done by a Green River Fly Fisher production. Ryan Kelly is the director. Um, that's what they're kind of celebrating. Yeah. Well, you know, they also, that area has uh, a landlocked sockeye salmon species and a freshwater cod called a burbot, which is a weird, crazy looking fish. It's an incredible area. Plus, you know, Sarasota County, Wyoming, which is kind of the local area, Rock Valley, Rock Springs area, is a neat area. It doesn't get a lot of attention because that part of the world people are going to Jackson Hole and places. It's a cool spot. If you can get out there, go check it out. Escape, a Green River Fly Fisher production, is going to be a popular film this year. One of the most fun I ever had out there was sight fishing. And that was with a dry fly. That, and that means you could see the fish and you could see them coming to the surface and eating bugs off of the top. So your job as the angler was to get a fly that looked like the fly that these fish were eating and being able to cast it with a light, nice presentation so that your fly looked just like the bug that would float over where those fish were eating. And up those fish would rise and take hold of your fly. You set the hook and the fight is on. If you want to participate in the sport of fly fishing, stay tuned to our next segment. We're going to talk to the Berg Mangler, Dave Bergman, who's been on the water a whole bunch, booking trips and teaching people the sport of fly fishing.